This is the 5am Hustle Podcast. In the new era, I'm your host, Jack Considine. Let's go. Welcome back, hustlers, to the 5M Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Considine, and today I'm very pleased to welcome Ken Jocelyn on the podcast. Ken is a 10X coach, realtor, podcast host, and he runs um, what he calls Grow Stack Drive. So let's first start there, Ken. Um, you can tell a little bit of the listeners about yourself. I'm very glad you came on, but tell us kind of who you are and what is Grow Stack Drive. Yeah, Jack, man, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on today. I am an amazing Blue fan, so I root for that team up north, as you guys call it, in Ohio. Um, man, honored to be here, number one. So, yeah, so I've got a couple of businesses. Um, one of those is Grow Stack Drive um, that you mentioned. So GSD, as we call it for short, um, if you know what GSD stands for, it stands for Get Shit Done. Um, so GSD really is a, is a business consulting and coaching company that I created about a little bit over a year ago, um, really designed to help business leaders do three things. Number one, build confidence. Number two, gain clarity. And number three, create community. We, feel, we really feel like those are the three things. If you can get confidence, if you can gain some clarity, and you can create community with like-minded entrepreneurs. It makes that journey of entrepreneurship way easier. So how did you get into business in the first place? I know you um, kind of are a realtor first. So how did you get into that space? Yeah, so um, out of the past 25 years, I spent about half of that in full-time ministry, uh, vocational ministry, planting churches, pastoring churches, um, at one time, I traveled and did high school assemblies all across the country. Me and a buddy of mine who played a little bit in the NBA did about, um, we spoke to about 300,000 kids a year. So when I came off the road after a year of doing that, because I was on the road a lot, I actually went to a friend of mine who was one of the top mortgage brokers in the Atlanta area and said, dude, I need a job. I don't know how long, um, but I need a job. Well, Chris handed me keys to his Lexus and said, here you go. And so I started doing that. I made like $146,000 my first year ever doing um, mortgage originating. I was just a, just an originator in LO back then and graduated from there two and a half, three years later, started my own company, got my broker's license. We were one of the top brokers on the wholesale side in the, in the mortgage industry with Countrywide and SunTrust four years in a row. And from there, man, it's just been, um, it's just been something that I discovered that because I have really, really good people skills and I love people. That's one of the things I say a lot is get in, um, get in, uh, two things. Number one, get in rooms with people who think bigger than you and get around people who want something for you, not from you. Get around people that want something for you, not from you. And I think when you have an authenticity and you really want people to win and succeed at high levels, people want to do business with you naturally. So I kind of want to hop back um, to your time in the ministry because you mentioned that you spoke to about 300,000 um, high school students a year, which is a crazy number. Um, and just getting out of high school myself, I've noticed there's a lot of different uh, kind of belief systems and, and issues a lot of teenagers go through. And so is there anything specifically that you noticed um, like about beliefs about themselves or what could be improved at that high school age? Yeah, I think the community aspect, um, people always ask me, they say, what's GSD like? And if you're familiar with Grant Cardone or 10X, I'm one of Grant's top licensees and um, I tell people all the time, it's like the 10X community and the church that I planted in the past got together and had a baby. So GSD really is high, highly entrepreneurial, 
It is very much in building confidence, mindset, strategy, leadership development, gaining clarity, using proven strategies that will help you be successful and significant in business. But then there's the community part. And your community is so huge, especially in the last 18 months as we've been walking through COVID. I would say, I would say the number one thing, it's not just for students or teenagers, it's really for adults as well, is really community. Like who is your tribe? Seth Godin wrote a book about 15 years ago called Tribes. And it really is about who is your tribe? There are three spheres of influence that I talk about a lot that every single one of us need to have. Number one is your community. Number two is your corner. And the third, or the second one is your circle. And the third one is your corner. Like your community is that tribe. It's that large group of people you travel with. For some of them, it's 10X. For some of them, it's GSD. For some of them, it may be something you've got going on at your university. The second one is your circle. Those are the 10 to 12 people that you spend the most time with. As a matter of fact, right now, dude, this is a book you need to read now. I'm listening to on the audio, audio book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harvey Ecker. One of the things that, that Harv says in his book that I was listening to this morning when I was in the shower was he said, he said the average person or the person's average income is, no, is more or less 20% than the top people that you spend the most time with. It's like, who are you spending time with? That's your circle. Like in your circle, the people that you spend the most time with, like your life's really going to emulate and mirror who those people are. The third, the third area of relationship or influence is going to be your corner. Like who are those one or two people you spend the most time with? Like those are some of the most re important relationships and I don't care if you're an adult entrepreneur. I don't care what age bracket you're in. I don't care if you're a student, if you're in college or if you're a high school student. Those things are huge, man. You've got to, you've got to look at the people that you're spending time with. And if you know that you've got bigger dreams and bigger vision, you've got to change circles and you've got to change your corner. So I think um, at least the issues that I kind of had in high school, I was like, oh, I don't identify with uh, like these other students. All they want to do is I could go be a doctor, a lawyer and just get a job, which is obviously much needed and great things. But I just felt like I didn't identify with. And, and even in college, I found a lot more people, but sometimes it's difficult. So there's a lot of students out there, especially in smaller schools and more rural areas. They may not have um, those same ambitious in individuals around them um, to kind of identify with and, and help grow their circle even more. So what would you say to that teenager or college student? I'm like, what's the first step to start to gain that circle? Is it reaching out to more adults? Or like, how do you find those teenagers? Like, what is it? You've got to reach out. So there's, there's different kinds of mentorship and coaching. Okay. Um, there are mentorship groups. All like we have a mentorship GSD. We have online courses. Uh, we have $197 a month. We've got about, I don't know, four dozen people on that right now. Um, that is online courses. We've got our private Zoom calls we do every Monday morning and Wednesday night. And then we've got our private Facebook page, which is really where a lot of our community takes place. Then we do. So that's inside there. Then we do live events. I've got the podcast. I've got a book coming out. So that's one way to get mentored and coached is find a community that has the same DNA. That would be your, that'd be, that would be your, that'd be your community or your tribe, like I talked about earlier. Find that that large group of people that has the same DNA, same desires, and travel with that group. Some, some ways are just like I just mentioned, man, pick up a book. Like, what are you reading? What are you listening to? Um, I, podcasts are huge. Books are huge. Like, you don't have to be. I've never met T. Harbecker. Never met him. I'm going to one day, but I've never met him. Um, I've got another book here by Gino Wickman called um, 
Rocket Fuel that I'm reading right now. Now I've got a I've got a Sharon Lecter book here as well um, called Exit Rich. Sharon is the number one female author in the history of the world when it comes to selling financial books. She's a co-author of Rich Dad Poor Dad in the entire series with Robert Kiyosaki. And Sharon's a personal friend and a mentor of mine. Um, but read books, find podcasts, get around people, do whatever you have to do to get around people who are, and again, it goes back to my quote that, that is printed in my planner. Get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. When you do that, it's amazing how you watch that lid and that belief lid begin to blow off. And you'll be able to, you'll begin to believe things and believe for things that you never could have in the past. You just kind of sparked a memory of, I think it was sophomore year when I first started getting into the, the whole personal development and entrepreneurship field in the first place. Um, I was listening to Gary Vee, obviously very prominent figure in the space. Yeah. And he was talking about how like there's a kid saying that, oh my gosh, like my parents don't believe in me. They say all these negative things and like, it's so difficult. And he said, put your headphones in. Like they have these little things you can stick in your ear, put your headphones in, listen to podcasts, listen to whatever. And you can change what you're hearing for most of the day based on just that simple thing. And you may be living in a very tough situation. There's obviously, I'm very grateful for my childhood and having supportive parents, but there's a lot of people that uh, their parents just have like what I know what you talk about a lot, like those limiting beliefs in themselves and they never believed in themselves. So how can they believe in their kid? And it's one of those things where they just try to protect them from the, the possibility of failure and they never kind of let them grow and go through that uh, failure. And so I think that uh, it's what you said is perfect that you need to find those podcasts. And that's one of the reasons I made this is to, to have this be like an entry level thing to start allowing kids and teenagers and whoever may be adults my age to spark that light bulb. Oh my gosh, there's something out there different than what I've been told for my entire life, whether it be traditional education or what my parents tell me. Yeah, you, you don't listen. You don't know what you don't know. So get around people who, again, my quote, get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You're the, if you're the wealthiest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If, if you're, if you're any, if you're at the top of whatever you do and you're the top person in that room, you're in the wrong room. Get in rooms with people who think bigger, done bigger, believe bigger, have bigger bank accounts. You've got to get around those kind of people. Dude, I have two billionaires cell phone numbers now that a year ago, I ne never even would have thought about having a billionaire's cell phone number. And I have two of them in the last year. And just not that I didn't even ask. It was just relationship, building a relationship. And they're like, hey, dude, here's my cell phone number. One of them at a, one of them at a, at a um, mastermind that I was at in Salt Lake City kind of snuck up behind me and took a selfie of us and then said, hey, what's your cell phone number, man? Let's stay in contact. And I was like, wow, we both spoke at the same event. And I went up to introduce it. Now, this is, this is, this is a characteristic of people that are wealthy that, is, that literally blows me away. I walked up to introduce myself to this guy. And he goes, I know who you are. He goes, I did my homework. <laughs> I was like, because we have a couple of mutual friends and I was blown away that this guy knew who I was and that he was, dude, listen, the wealthiest people that I know tend to be the most generous and the, and the most authentic, which is you would come. And we've heard a lot of us have our whole life. We've heard our parents or people around us demean those kind of people when they're really not. Um, not, not any, not any that I know. And I know some very, very, very wealthy people, um, who are dude are the coolest people and the most generous and the most giving and the most humble, um, and the most authentic people that I know. 
I was talking to Jay Samet a couple of days ago. Um, I interviewed him. And one of the things that he said is that like people want to help other people. Like it's a human instinct to like want to help somebody, especially when you're have been more successful, say, than a lot of other people, you want to pay it forward and give back. And uh, he was talking about mentorship and how like, yes, you don't want to just go up to like Bill Gates and be like, can you be my mentor? Like that makes, that makes no sense. You don't go like to the richest person in the world and ask them to be your mentor. But if you find someone like one rung above you, then that's a, a much more attainable ask. And you say, Hey, like, I want to do this. And you lay out a whole plan and what value you can offer them as well. And that's a big thing. Um, and also uh, you mentioned like having a couple of billionaires phone numbers when I interview people and they're like, Oh, here's my phone number. Here's my contact. Like, let's keep in touch. I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. Like I'm just a, a student in there. I have been in business for however many years and it's crazy to me, but it's just because I'm willing to ask and willing to go up to that person and DM them, message them on LinkedIn and say, Hey, like, I love what you're about. I love the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with you on zoom and, and do an interview. It's as simple as that. And even the other day, uh, someone that I had contact with um, in the past that was kind of helping me uh, more like with marketing stuff. And she reached out to me saying she was looking for interns and she wasn't asking me to look like to be an intern. She said, Hey, I know you probably have a lot of friends similar to you. And I know you're very busy with the podcast. You have other people interested in this internship. And I was like, yeah, sure. I can reach out to people, but it was like, I was being used as, or not used, but I was of here. value to this person now. Were, and so I was and so, uh, able to give back. Yeah. Yeah, you were up here at some level. I want to go back to some, one of the things you said just a minute ago. Um, you talked about when you get around, you said something Gary V said, and I love Gary. You said something he said about, you know, having some negativity in your life, um, having some people give you advice. Um, my good friend, Gary, um, Greg Reed and Sharon Lecter co-wrote a book called Three Feet from Gold. Um, they're both part of the Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich Foundation. And this book is based off of the story in Think and Grow Rich that Napoleon Hill wrote about, about the about the the um the the miner in Colorado stopping, which was which later on he he basically sold the mine for pennies, happened to be the largest gold strike in the history of Colorado. Literally, he was three feet from gold. And one of the things that Greg says in that book, and Sharon says that I absolutely love is. There's a difference between advice and counsel. And this is the way Greg said it. Greg said, you know, when I went to write my first book, I didn't go to someone who's never written a book before and say, hey, I want to do a book. What are your thoughts? Because they're going to be like, oh, man, there's no way you can do that because they have no concept of what that looks like. Well, he went to Jack Canfield, who wrote the Chicken Soup series, one of the top authors ever. And Jack's a friend that also lives in Scottsdale. And he went to Jack and said, hey, this is what I want to do. He's like, oh, man, this is a great idea. You can do this here. Do A, B, C, and D. He goes, that's counsel. He said, the problem is, is we seek advice from people who have never done what we want to do when what we need to seek is counsel from people who have been down the road that, we, that we're desiring to travel and have experienced some of the things that we want to experience. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I'm big on with this podcast is a lot of transparency. And one of the things that my co-host and I, um, who's not coming today, we always ask ourselves before um, a lot of interviews, especially recently, is number one, what do we think we can gain out of this interview ourselves? And what do we want to ask for possibly helping ourselves, which is seeking counsel? And then what do we think if we were in the shoes of our audience, if well, if they were asking questions themselves, what would they want to know? So we're trying to basically pull as much valuable information from whoever the guest is so that we can put that down to whoever it needs to be. And there's probably thousands of kids just like me who are somewhat ambitious and just getting started that want the same information. So selfishly, it sounds like I'm just asking what I want to be asked, but there's plenty of people just like me. And so 
using that perspective and point of view of like, oh, I just want to like go through the life story or whatever, they're successful. No, I, what is the actual information that will help me and other people get to the next step? Yeah, that's huge, man. That's counsel. And there's, there's a lot of wisdom at your age. Doing what you're doing already um, blows me away. When I was when you asked me to be on your podcast, I kind of researched a little bit or had Emily research it and send me some information over. Um, I looked and I'm like, heck yeah, dude, I'd love to do this. Just because I just, I love seeing kids your age who are interested in entrepreneurship and not really self-help is really a wrong word, but it's self-development. It's like, how do I grow to be the best version of who God's called to be how do I raise John Maxwell his most probably I don't know it's probably the book he sold the most copies of 21 irrefutable laws of leadership the number one law in that do you know what it is it's the law of the lid so if I'm a six or a seven in my leadership capacity I'm never going to attract eight nines and tens to work in my organization they're going to be four fives and sixes and if I'm a seven it's going to be hard for sixes to work for me because they're they're bumping up against my ceiling like they're almost at the same level of leadership than I am and it's a it's a constant like we have five core values in in our organizations and in GSD passion focus intentionality teachability and flexibility well teachability the fourth thing teachability is we're not only open to feedback but we actively pursue feedback I just turned 53 years old three weeks ago. I read more books and listen to more podcasts than I've ever listened to before. I'm more successful than I've ever been in my life. And I listen to more and read more now than I ever have before. And I don't just take the journey alone. I'm actually taking my teams through this journey as well. Like we're reading um, the secrets of the millionaire mind together. Like that's what my agents and all my GSD team are reading together right now. I'm sure you've definitely heard of Andy Frazella. Um, and kind of his whole movement that he's doing right now. And what I love that he, yeah, yeah, what I love that he shares that like, he's not only, which is amazing that he's gone through the whole 75 hard process and all that himself to show his company that it's attainable, but he also encourages his own employees to go through those processes and like do everything that he preaches as well, read his book, read other things and all that stuff, because he knows he doesn't want to just have a successful company. He wants to build successful people within the company. And I love that movement so much because it's so easy to buy into a leader or an organization when you know they have their, your best interest for them. And they may be like, Hey, I want to get you to a point where you don't work at this company anymore, where you're, you've outgrown the tank and you move on to like your next thing. And I've always wondered why, like some leaders try to dim- diminish those under them or try to make it so that they're the ones seeking, getting all the attention all the time when all they're doing is hurting the organization, hurting themselves and those people will not want to actually do better for them. It's it's a lack of it's a lack of understanding number one, and it's a lack of having great mentors in your life. So around two thousand or two thousand and one, um, I was featured at a a very large conference um, in between John Maxwell and one of my mentors and heroes, Jeannie. Like I was, I, I was featured between them. So. John's off stage. I'm on stage. Jeannie's coming in behind me. I mean, I was 31, 32 years old. Dude, I thought I hung the moon. I thought I was the biggest stud in the world, right? Jeannie set me down the next day at lunch and she looked across the table. And this, I've got a new book coming coming out called As the Leader Grows, which is also the title of our podcast. Um, and it the this whole book is the very beginning story is this lunch. We sit down for lunch that day and Jeannie looks at me and she goes, Ken, do you want to be significant or do you want to be successful? She goes, because those are two vastly different things. And I wasn't quite sure what she meant, but I was smart enough to say, I want to be significant because <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was just the right answer. Right. 
And she said, she began to explain to me, she goes, the difference between significant and being significant and being successful. And the, what, how I write about that in my book is this significant people live a life to help build up others on their team and others around them through that. They will always find success. Successful people use other people around them to build themselves up. And through that, they may or may not find significance at some point. And they're always, always, always going to leave a trail of damage behind them. And that's huge when you talk about being significant or being successful. And it's amazing to have, you know, guys your age understanding that, hey, there's something wrong with the way we do business if the business is that way. Um, and that's where if you've ever read any of Simon Sinek stuff or Patrick Lencioni stuff, um, I'm a huge culture guy. Like culture's got to be huge. Um, and that's where those core values are core values keep you in line so that your culture is exactly, they're not just core values, aren't just words on the wall, but this is how we live our life. We, we live passion focus, passion is how we attack our goals. Focus is how we dominate our calendar. Tensionality is how we communicate to our clients and our team. Uh, teachability, we're not only open to feedback, but we actively pursue feedback. Flexibility, we live in a fluid world. We better be open to and embrace change. We're always looking, how can we get better? How can we change? It drives my team crazy sometimes. But that's what we do. And that's what helps form that culture where people want to come work for your business. Get around people who want something for you, not from you. So I want to switch gears a little bit because obviously you're a 10, um, you're 10x coach. You worked with uh, at, for GSD and you run that for um, over a year now. And so there's always this thing where obviously the 10x rule is like do 10 times the amount and everything like that uh, to get like where you want to go. But I feel like a lot of times, uh, sometimes people my age or people that are younger that read um, whether his book or Grant's content, and it's all great, but they um, almost consume it in an incorrect way. And they say like, oh, I have to do all this stuff all the time, but they don't have any direction. So how do you use the 10X principles? And it may not be finding a passion because we all know passions don't always lead to success. And you may have your success fund your passion in the future, but how do you use the 10X rule to find what work you want to do and what your purpose is and your passion, whatever that may be. Yeah. So anyway, so Grant and I are really close. Um, he's, he was one several years ago that kind of helped reignite or re, you know, kind of get that fire going in me again for, for entrepreneurism after, you know, being a mortgage broker successfully after doing ministry and kind of like, doing real estate, man, I was still making about 125 grand a year, but I was bored to death. And I ran in, in uh, October of 2019 and this guy named Grant Cardone, um, mentorship, boot camp, one-on-one relationship, licensee on the, you know, speaking at 10 X twice for him. Um, the one thing I would say about Grant is that he does amazing is and, and, it, and the filter that I use when we're doing what we do at GSD. I mean, number one, I write my goals down twice a day. There's my, my real estate goals, my GSD goals and my personal goals. I mean, I, I can sit here. I write them down twice a day, every day. People go, why do you write your goals down twice a day? Let me tell you why. And this is straight from uncle G. I'll tell you why, because most people write their goals down. What? maybe at the beginning of the year, maybe once a month, Do if they write them down once a month, I write my goals down twice a day, every day. And I've done this now for over a year and a half. That's 365 times two, 730 times a year. I'm writing my goals down 
20 agents on my EXP team, $16 million in real estate sold, $1.35 million in revenue in GSD in a year, 30 people in our new mastermind, four new one-on-one clients at 75 grand a year, 250, 250 people at live events, 250 in our 197 a month. Our podcast, our sales and marketing team, my COO, and my content guy. Like So those are business goals. My personal goals, GrowthCon 6 main stage, um, lose 86 pounds. I'm down almost 70 now. Division one baseball, I umpire college baseball. Um, time with my babies, my girls, I've got four daughters and me. Like those are my goals. I write them down twice a day. I can spit those things out frontwards and backwards. I can tell you exactly where I'm going. So if there's one thing that I've, and when I set those goals, normally they're not very high. The two things out of, out of 10X, write my goals down twice a day, number one. Number two, make sure they're big goals. Make sure they're 10x goals. They're goals that when you look at them, you go, oh my goodness. I don't, I don't know if there's any way I'm going to accomplish this. I came up with a saying about a year ago when I started doing this for a few months. If you need an alarm clock to get out of bed, your goals aren't big enough. If you need an alarm clock to get out of bed, your goals aren't big enough. Like your goals you write down every day and every night ought to drive your feet to the floor every day. Like, let's go. Let's go get this stuff done. So th those are probably the two things that I've gotten from Grant that have been, those things have been mainstays in my life over the past 18 months. So if you're uh, say younger and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what my goals are. Like I'm just a student. I may want to be an entrepreneur. Like how do you go about um, attaining information and educating yourself to maybe find that information or find what you want to do? Yeah, podcasts just like this one are great, are a great place. Like, listen to people, follow the people that are doing podcasts, um, read books. Grant, myself, Brad Lee, Tim Story, Sharon Lecter, who's the co-author of Rich Dad Poor Dad. I mean, dude, I just on and on and on and on. Get around people who think bigger. Get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. And if you're not sure what you want to do, that's okay. Like, you're it's your age. You're a freshman in college, right? Freshman, yeah, you're not you're not married to anything. It's the greatest time of your life. Like everything you do, I was just sitting here thinking when you said something about Gary Vee just a while ago. I just I had a little kind of like deja vu futuristic moment. I'm like, dude, here's Jack doing this podcast. Dude, he may have the number one podcast in the world in ten years because you're you're a freshman in college and you're putting in time doing things that most people would not do. They might love to do it, they might think about doing it. Here's another thing I got from Grant. Take freaking action. Commit first and figure the rest out later. Just do it. So, you want you want to figure out what you want to do? Get around a bunch of people. Try a bunch of new things. Read a bunch of new books. Like figure out and then something is going to click. This is Simon. This is this is where Grant and I differ a little. Um, the Grant would say, you know, don't follow your passion. You may be broke. Don't follow. I'm a little different. It's not really a passion. It's really a why. Like, what do I want to do? I think I think if you get around enough people, read enough books, get enough new information, you're going to figure out exactly what it is you absolutely love to do. I love doing GSD. I don't love real estate. It's I love helping my agents make six figures. I've got a brand new agent who's a full-time accountant and pastors a church plant in Georgia in the Atlanta area. He made $10,600 in the last five weeks. He just started with me. Like now that I love knowing I'm helping him be successful and do something he's never done. I love that part because that's really that pastor, pastor and mentor and coach part of who I am. That part I love. 
get around enough people, read enough books, listen to enough podcasts, try some stuff, try some, don't be afraid to fail. John Maxwell's book, Failing Forward. You only fail if you choose not to get back up. So uh, while you were talking and you mentioned Bradley, uh, kind of made me remember something funny. So I don't know if you, if I told you this before, but how I found you was through Bradley's podcast, Shopping Bombs. And I think I've actually interviewed seven or eight, maybe even more people that have been on his podcast as well, because I truly enjoy like what he says, his advice and who he has on. And so there's this concept that I learned from a different podcast called the Sports Motivation Podcast with me, Sobo. And he talks about extreme mentors, the people that you may not be able to be in touch with right now, um, but the people that you want to emulate. And I was like, well, I really like Brad, I really like what he does. So why not I just reach out to every single person that I enjoy like being on his podcast? Because if he has him on, I'm probably going to like him too, because I like what he's about. And so I use that as like my opportunity, like, okay, like I might not be able to get in touch with Brad right now, but I can get in touch with all the people that he has on. Cause I know he doesn't just look for like, Oh, this person has a lot, like a ton of followers that are going to like boost up my podcast. He wants the best information from the people who know it and people that are his friends or his business contacts. He doesn't care about the, the social media stuff. He just wants the best people possible. And that's why I pull from his podcast the most more than anyone else. Uh, and it's just kind of a concept that I kind of put to practice and I just love. So. Well, dude, I've got a Vegas boot camp in about four weeks. At Brad's in at Brad's space, you need to come. You need to be there. I'm interested. You you need to be there. The tickets are only five grand. I'm sure we can work something out for you. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, okay, five grand. See, and that sounds it's so funny because when you say the tickets are four nine nine seven for an event, people go, oh my god, I, I couldn't even imagine. It's hard for me to pay five grand for a car, let alone you're going to go for a Thursday night dinner with all the speakers. I got Dave Meltzer coming. If you if anybody's seen the, the, the movie Jerry Maguire, Dave is the real life Jerry Maguire. He was the CEO for Lee Steinberg Sports. The movie is based off of his of his life. Dave Meltzer, Gary Brecka, dude, I've got a lineup. Brad Lee, I've got a lineup coming in there. When I first met Grant and I signed up for the mentorship the third week in October, it was a thousand bucks. Then, the, then on that mentorship call, the first mentorship call Monday, he goes, hey, listen, I'm having a thing called 10X Bootcamp down here in Miami um, in three days. It's another four grand. Dude, I didn't even done. But as I had, make sure I could get a ticket, make sure I get a room, got it. Text Jack, um, who's one of their top sales guys down at 10X, and said, I'm in. So then I spent like six grand in like a couple of days. And six grand was a lot of money. It's still a lot of money to me. Like, that's a lot. But it's not, I'm not spending money. I'm investing money. And dude, that weekend, 18 months ago, has changed my life. Absolutely changed and transformed my life. And the people that I meet, the people that I have met, I'm with Brad. I mean, I've been on Brad's pocket. Brad is a close friend of mine now. Like I, that happened because of that weekend. I made that decision to get down there. It's listen, it is all, all, all. People go, Ken, have you been so successful? Can have you built a real estate team? Can have you have you done what you've done in GSD? How this is going to be our fourth event in in um, October the first and second in Vegas? <clears throat> have you done all these events? Have you built relationships with Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed and Anthony Trucks and all these people? Listen, the number one thing, the key in in anything that you do, I don't care if it's business, I don't care whatever it is, it's relationships, relationships, relationships. When you go in and you add value to other people and they feel there's a, you said it earlier, there's an authenticity to this guy. He, he wants the best for me. When you go into a relationship like that and you do that, 
I'm telling you, my relationship with Grant, my relationship with Brandon Dawson, Richie Dolan, all the guys down at Tenet. I was texting Jared Glant yesterday. Jared was, he texted me about my boot camp. I said, dude, it's, I said, I would not be here if it weren't for you and Uncle G. And I wouldn't be. So I give honor to that relationship. But dude, when people go five grand to be in the room, yeah. I five grand is nothing compared to the impact and the change and the transformation it's going to have on your life, the rest of your life, because you invested in yourself and you took three days to come to Vegas. Um, I like that you brought up the idea of investing yourself when it comes to uh, like business and whatnot, because people will obviously drop whatever money on like a new car or other Starbucks every single day, like stuff like that. And they're like, Oh my gosh, like you're going to pay 20 bucks for like a book. Like that's so much money. You're going to, you're going to buy like a hundred dollar course to learn X, Y, Z about like social media marketing, blah, blah, blah. And it cracks me up because um, obviously I'm, I'm getting my college education and my parents are helping out a lot. So I'm very grateful, but like, I am still dedicated to using my own money to buy books, to buy small courses, whatever it may be. And obviously it's going to be a much smaller budget now, but I hope as things progress, I'll be able to invest more and more money because if, if you're willing to give up a certain percentage of your income for those investments, the people that are coaching you, and obviously there's some kind of BS courses out there and people that are just trying to get your money. But if you do your due diligence and figure out people and even buy them for, like you said, you know, Brad personally, he is a friend of yours and you're going to attend his event and you are entering things, especially like that, you know, you're going to get 10 times the worth and value. And you may say you invest $5,000 for a dinner. What if you meet five clients that pay you each $10,000. It's just something crazy like that. It's, it's very easily attainable when you look at it that way, instead of looking at, Oh my gosh, like I'm going to like a boot camp for three days. What am I going to get out of it? You're going to, I'm telling you, that's the thing. It's an investment in yourself. Number one, the, and not just the things you're going to learn, not just the relationships you're going to build with the communicators and the world-class entrepreneurs that we have there, but it's also with, the, it's also with the entrepreneurs that are there the people that you're going to meet around the country who are going in the same direction. Literally it's your tribe. It's your community. The things you're going to be able to learn. I had a buddy of mine call me um, June. It was June. It was May of 2020. He called me on the phone. He owns an auto body shop right outside of Detroit, Ann Arbor. He's pretty super successful. He called me, he goes, Ken, did you hear that Grant's doing a one, a two day mastermind June the 18th and 19th in Miami? I said, Nope. He goes, it's only $10,000. That's what he said. It's only $10,000. And this was the next line, next sentence. He said, imagine how many years we can cut off the growth cycle of our business by being in the room with Grant for two days. Dude, when he said that, I'm like, done. Paid my 10 grand, went to that thing. Absolutely blew me away to get two days with Grant. Literally walked out of, actually, while I was sitting at the end of that, that, that day on Friday afternoon when he was talking, Grant looked at me, he goes, we went from the back of the room to the front of the room. What did you get out of the two days? And I had my I had my 10X planner at the time. And I wrote speed, big letters in my planner. And I flipped around. I said to him, I said, gee, I said, man, I've done a lot in a year and a couple months. I've done a lot. Um, actually, at that time, it had been about six months, eight months. I've done a lot in the last six months. I said, but I'm not moving fast enough and I'm not risking fast enough or not risking enough. Dude, he jumped up out of his director's chair and came and gave me a hug. He goes, this is my guy right here. This is my guy right here. And I literally text my course content creator from LA. On this, was, this was Friday afternoon at three. I flew her in on Sunday. I went over to Atlanta, grabbed my buddy, my buddy Nate, who worked for John Maxwell for years. We spent five days in a boardroom 
creating all three of my online courses. And it cost me 75 grand or whatever. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a huge investment. I wasn't ready to pull the trigger until I went to that, until I went to that event. That's, that's awesome. So there's a couple more things I want to talk about before we get out of here. Um, and it's more for, obviously a lot of this has been for the younger audience, but uh, a big thing that I struggle with initially, and I still am struggling with this is the concept of uh, changing your beliefs. I know you talked about this a little bit on Brad's um, podcast. So how do you change uh, kind of your beliefs and make them be more positive or kind of just better in general? So we talk a lot about like my first course, grow courses, all about crushing limiting beliefs. Number one, why is that important? Because the definition of limiting beliefs, a limiting belief is something that prohibits you from seeing the potential of your own future. Like it robs your ability from being able to dream. It robs your ability from being able to paint a picture of what you want your future to look like. Um, again, I said I pastored forever. Scripture says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision, people perish. Like if you don't have a dream, you can't have vision for your life. It's a sucky existence. It's terrible. The problem with limiting beliefs is we are, when we're born and whatever environment we're in as a child, most of those limiting beliefs take root when we're kids. Limiting beliefs like fear, insecurity, scarcity, comparison, shame, even success. Like those are the six that we deal with mo most often. So what we teach people to do on those limiting beliefs when we talk about mindset is identify, identify what the limiting belief is, remove it. And the way we remove it is we remove it with affirmations and then we replace it. And that the, both of those are affirmations. So one of the things we do, obviously in our planner, we've got gratitude and affirmations. One of my gratitudes or one of my affirmations is I will live a life that is written right here. I write it down every single day. I will live a life where my heart and my head and my relationships are in alignment. My heart's where I dream. My head is where I believe. So if my heart can dream and paint unbelievable pictures, but if my belief system isn't aligned with that, because here's the problem, my belief system is what dictates and determines my actions. And if my belief system is jacked up and I struggle with insecurity and fear and, and scarcity and, and shame and all of those comparison, all of those things, I'm, my actions are never going to line up. I'm never going to see my dream come to fruition. But when I get my mindset right and it's aligned with my heart, then I'm going to start seeing amazing things come to pass. Then my relationships start coming into alignment. When you can get those three things in alignment, dude, it's on. It is on in a way and think there is an ease in your life when those things get in alignment. So um, the, actually the course I'm working on uh, the most is by a guy named Arlen Moore, who's a young guy, content creator um, who I've been following for a long time and, and basically is doing a lot of what I want to be doing in the future when it comes to um, social media content and, and how he structures his business. And uh, the main thing he says kind of before we go through like the daily plan and all the other stuff is um he, the sentence reads, when you take the time to design your mindset, your mindset designs your life and time. So a lot of what he talks about um, in kind of the course and just uh, the program that goes through like building kind of your vision, what do you want your life to be in five, 10 years? What is your daily? Like, what is your output? All this different stuff. A lot of the content isn't about like business knowledge. It's how do you build a bulletproof mindset that will actually get you set up for when you're doing and taking X, Y, Z, A, B, whatever action you need to take. 
And so that was so fascinating to me because I was like, oh, I'm probably buying this course to be able to figure out like how to do this, but also maybe like how to post some content and stuff. But it's pretty much all been directly about mindset. And it's opened my mind a lot about, okay, it's not something that like, I think I was a positive person for most of my life, but this is a very direct thing that you have to focus on and learn all the time. And I have, I have an iPad here I use for school and my phone here, my laptop. I have that quote on the front of all of them, just as a reminder that like, okay, yes, I'm going to have negative beliefs that or negative thoughts that come to mind every day. It happens. I, I'm going to doubt myself, but it's all what you focus on that will grow and that will continue to manifest itself based on what you focus on because your thoughts, although it's just kind of a neuron in your brain, if you, the more you focus on that thought, it, that connection in your brain will grow more and more. And so it's all about being intentional with what you're thinking and, and what your mindset is. Yeah. And one of the things we talk about a lot of concept that I created about a year ago is called incremental, not monumental. Small daily discipline decisions over time always equal monumental results. Success cannot escape you if you do the right things every single day. And the problem is, is people want it quick. They want, it's like that microwave, like, you know, they, they want it done fast. Like, listen, I've lost close to 70 pounds, three and a half inches off my waist in the last 74 days. I'm on day 74 keto. The stuff just doesn't, isn't gone in a day. It is incremental, not monumental. Small, daily, disciplined decisions over time always equal monumental results. Success, I, it, you can't outrun it. Success cannot, you cannot escape you if you do the right things every single day. So that, that leans into what you were just talking about just a minute ago. Dude, it's every single day. Like, there, are there days you get up and you don't feel like doing it? Of course there is. But you know what? I do it anyway. I literally do it anyway. So I was, uh, so I have ADHD and I was doing research on like symptoms and stuff like that because there was this whole whatever. But one my, of the things that talked picture about. In, did it have my picture next to the ADHD? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And one of the things it talked about is how a lot of times when um, kids, adults, whatever, with ADHD do when they get like overstimulated and they want to do a ton of work at once. They have like the best productive day they've ever had in their entire lives. They get a whole week's done of work, a week worth of work done in a single day. Then they expect themselves to be able to replicate that every single day. And right. so they felt good and they felt the best and they did amazing. And so the next day when they wake up and they don't feel so good, or they missed their alarm clock or something small happened and kind of ruined their day. They're like, Oh my gosh, like I'm a terrible person or I can't do this. But like you have to almost taper back just a smidge and say, what is the attainable amount of work I can do each day that will get me to the school? Because doing every single thing under the moon every day is not attainable. Yes. You'll have those moments where you are ultra driven, motivated to get X, Y, Z done, but that's not always attainable to expect from yourself every day. Right. And the one of the things we do at GSD is we teach people in our planners to do your top three. What are the, I do it with my team every day. We do a, we do a, um, we do a win for the day. I want a business win. We do our top three and I, we do one of our core values. We talk about one of our core values every day, but we do top three. Like, what are your top? I don't want your top 10. I don't want your top eight. I don't want your top six. What are the top three things you need to do today? Now I've got my top three and then over here, I've got a bunch of stuff too. So if I finish my top three, I'm going to knock this checklist out. But my top three is my top three for a reason. These are the most important things. And here's the deal. I, I said this last night on our call. We're talking about building confidence because that's what—that's the first thing that we do with business leaders to help them build confidence. 
Well, one of the things you have to find in order to build confidence, and confidence is currency. We spend that currency every day with every decision we make and every relationship we build. One of the things you've got to find is you got to find your hard. And yeah, I can't, it was funny yesterday. I was at F45 on the bike. I'm dying to pour and sweat. I'm hurting so bad. And I'm thinking, God, this is hard. And this is, this is exactly what popped in my, in my mind. You can either choose today. You can either choose your hard or tomorrow will choose the hard for you. Like which do you want to choose your heart or do you want tomorrow to choose it for you? Because if tomorrow chooses your heart, it's going to be a whole lot harder than the heart you would have chosen today. So lean into your heart, like lean into the thing you don't want to do. Mark Twain, his, his famous saying is, man, if you've got to eat a frog, best thing to do is do it first thing in the morning. Like just get it done. Like whatever your heart is, lean into it immediately. Get it done. Rest of the day is all downhill from there. All right. Before we get to the last two questions that I ask every single person in the podcast, I do want to mention kind of one thing that you said that I love is that, uh, so you said your top three for the day. And then Andy Frizzella has this power list, which is five uh, actual steps a day. And then the guy that I follow, he has three business things. And then he has a mindset goal for the day, a body goal, and kind of like a spiritual slash social life goal every day. And that is very attainable because it's just a few things. And I've noticed Every single coach or whatever it might be keeps it so simple. So you have the most important things in your day and you prioritize instead of trying to do everything. So I just, I, I love that concept. Yeah. And not get busy. Cause what happens is we get busy. And I, I tell people, one of the other things you have to find to build confidence is your rhythm. You have to find your rhythm. John Maxwell says, show me your daily routine. And I can tell you how successful you're going to be. Like, what is your daily rhythm and your daily routine look like? Only you can find the rhythm. Some people, some people like early up early in the morning. Some people like, you know, some people work till four in the morning. I can't do that, dude. I'm up at 4.15, 4.30 every day, but I'm in the bed by nine, 9.15. I'm ready to go to bed because I know when I get up in the morning, it's, it's quiet time. It's a little worship music. It's get dressed. My pre-workout's already made and I'm hitting that 45 gym by 6 a.m. Like I know what that routine looks like. So you have to find your rhythm and you can't find your rhythm when you're busy. Busyness will kill you. Because you're not doing the things you need to do in order to move the needle in the important areas of your life. Awesome. Uh, well, this has been a very exciting conversation. And so uh, before we end, I have two questions that we ask every single person on the podcast, Ken. The first one being, what are two books that have had a large impact on your life? Ooh, number one would be the Bible. <laughs> it would definitely have to be the Bible. Um, number two Wow. Um, I'm going to say 2A, probably 2B and 2C. Um, 2A is probably going to be um, probably John's book, 21 Laws of Leadership. It's huge. Um, Sharon Lecter and um, and um, Napoleon Hill, the Outwitting the Devil book that Sharon released. It's so good. I told her, I said, she spoke at my Scottsdale, my Scottsdale boot camp back in June. I, before I introduced her, I said, she probably hated me having her cell phone number when I'm reading that book because I was texting her all the time. Like one of the stories in that book from the Spanish flu in like 1917, 1918, the mayor of New York went to the newspaper and said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to stop publishing negative headlines about the flu. It was gone in six weeks. It totally disappeared just because the negativity was taken out of what was going on. I'm reading that book, dude. And I'm like, well, so that book outwitting the devil phenomenal. Um, this man, I'm telling you, man, this, this um, secrets of the millionaire mind, 
Um, it's really, really, really good. And I mean, I know I'm reading it now, um, but it's really good. If you had asked me my top five movies, I could have spit those off quick. But, um, but The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind is really good, man. Awesome. And then this final question might be even a little tougher than that one. And that is, if you can go back to your teenage self and give one piece of advice, what would it be? Get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do and get around people who have done stuff. Um, and sometimes you can't do that in your hometown. Sometimes that's, sometimes that's impossible. Um, I, I would tell them, I said, man, I believe in you. I believe in you. You've got an unbelievable future ahead because I know what it looks like. Go get, in some, go get in some rooms with some amazing, amazing people. Awesome. Well, Ken, I really appreciate you coming on today. Real quick, I'll give you the opportunity to um, plug your programs where people can find you and get in touch with you. Yeah, at Ken Jocelyn, K-E-N-J-O-S-L-I-N on Instagram, uh, pretty much everything. Um, on Instagram there, um, growstackdrive.com. Uh, that's growstackdrive.com. Um, come check us out, man. We've got a lot of really cool things going on um, and an amazing, amazing community. Um, a very diverse community of entrepreneurs. We've got people that are just starting businesses. People just cracked six figures this year. People just cracked seven figures last year. I've got guys doing 10 to 20 million. I got a guy doing hundred million a year. I mean, literally all over all ages, all races, men, women, you name it. Um, it's a pretty, pretty cool community that we built. Well, Ken, I appreciate you coming on so much. Um, I'm sure this conversation will open up a lot of, a lot of young minds and kind of help them on the right path moving forward. So that's it for the Five Bamboos Podcast. As always, guys, peace. Thank you so, so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. To follow us on Instagram, look up the number 5AM Hustle Podcast. And for Twitter, it is just 5AM Hustle. As always, guys, go win the day.